You're listening to Well Said, where customer success leaders share their best advice on a single topic in around five minutes. Today, we have Emily Garza with us on the show. Emily is the AVP of customer success at Fastly, a company that, if you're not familiar, provides an edge cloud platform that powers online destinations, including Airbnb, GitHub, Alaska Airlines, Pinterest, and more. Over the past six years, Emily has quickly grown her career from leading sales enablement to director of customer success to AVP, where she is now. So Emily, what should the first 30, 60, and 90 days look like for someone who's building a customer success team in an established company? So I think the first thing that you really need to figure out is really the why you're creating customer success. And as I look at outlining those first 30 days, I kind of categorize them in terms of information gathering. So you're looking at the why, the where, and the who. Uh, So you need to understand why you're creating the customer success team. Is it the goal to minimize churn, to grow revenue, improve your onboarding, or better drive the customer life cycle? And as you really understand what is that key driver, why, why is the company investing money to now build out this team, you can really understand you know, how you need to start to structure the team. And as you understand that why, you really need to focus on gaining that internal alignment. Because oftentimes, you know, given that you're establishing it in a, within a company that you know, someone's already doing some functions of the job, there might be some friction in terms of, you know, hey, you're taking away part of a a job that I've been doing and maybe I like, or, you know, hey, I've been uh, doing this role and maybe not been recognized. And now you're saying it's a, it's a whole person's function. So making sure that you're really getting alignment with all of the other various internal teams and establishing those roles and responsibilities. So where are those clear lines of delineation for ownership really focused on kind of that ultimate why goal? So it's aligning with revenue leaders. So maybe the sales org, probably client services. Maybe you have a support team, a professional services team, you know, making sure that they understand, you know, what pieces that customer success team might start to absorb and how they can then leverage um, the time that's being offloaded from their team to better focus on kind of their core goal. It's also really important when you're thinking about the who is, you know, you have to start to look at the, you know, how you want to build the team, right? Given that kind of why, what are the the core skill sets that you're looking at in terms of a hiring profile, right? Given the scope of the role, what backgrounds do you need? Is it an internal hire or an external hire? But you also need to think about who in terms of your customers. So how do your customers operate? Do they have similar attributes by industry or Uh, company type, the region that they're in, like how do you start to group and segment customers and how do those groupings of customers act the same? That will kind of dictate any sort of segmentations and then start to drive this idea on types of activities and how you engage with them. And then really the where is, where does this team live internally? So you may have started to take some of those responsibilities from sales or some of your other client services teams and kind of really focus them into this customer success role. Where does the customer success role live? Is it a direct report to the CEO? Does it live under sales leadership or client services leadership? Really understanding that why and where it fits into the overall company strategy will help you understand where does that organization fit within the overall company. 
then I think when you shift to 60 days, you start to use that information that you've gathered to really create a framework. And so I kind of think about that as the what and the when. So now you have that focused reason, that why. You can start to determine KPIs. So what are the key things that you need to measure that will make sure that you're going to that ultimate goal? So if it's you're looking at minimizing churn, you know, can you compare previous churn to, you know, current churn? Can you start to see leading indicators of uh, how you're able to lower the chance of churn? And that also ties into compensation. So how are you going to incent this team as you start to build it really focused on uh, that ultimate goal, right? If the ultimate goal of the customer success team is to improve onboarding and time to value, then you're probably going to want to look at metrics around, you know, how fast a customer is is hitting their success criteria. Um, And that might be something that you want to both KPI and then compensate the team on. You also want to look at, you know, starting to think about training. So if you're going to bring new people on, especially externally, but also internally, because it's a new function, what do you need to train them on? What's important? that they need to know both in terms of your product, but then also the processes that you're starting to build around this team. And so part of the kind of what is identifying those key processes. So what do your CSMs do or what will they do with regularity? And that's where you can start to build things like playbooks and say, you know, we want to ensure consistency across all of our customer experiences when they go through X action. So maybe that's, you know, an onboarding template or slides that a CSM might use in a monthly review or a, a QBR, things like that, so that you have consistency across the CSMs, but also so that you're offloading some of that kind of process work from your CSMs. You really want their time focused and spent in interacting with the customers, not in, you know, building email templates or kind of different iterations of slides. So figuring out how you can offload that from the team. And then really that focus on the when is how do your customers want to interact? So, you know, we we talked a little bit about, you know, how do your customers operate and how can you start to segment them? And then looking at those different segments, you know, what is the appropriate level of touch or engagement with those customers? Sometimes teams will split between more of a a high touch and a lower touch or tech touch model uh, and really figuring out what, what do you want that customer journey to start to look like? What are those key milestones or touch points that you want to establish so that you can start to build the templates, start to build that level of engagement with your customers and really kind of set those expectations of how you'll work together. And then as you hit the 90 days, I really think that's where you start to focus on the how. So you've built a lot of the framework. You have an idea of kind of what the team's focused on, the competencies and skills that you need to be able to be successful in the role, some of those key milestones and processes that you're going to need to focus on. And the how is now let's start start to execute. So starting to build those playbooks of, hey, we know, you know, everyone's going to go through Uh, a QBR, or when everyone finishes onboarding, we want um, a certain kickoff call to happen and making sure that, you know, that's consistent across your team. And then you're iterating as you actually interact with the customers and you're getting feedback because I think anyone who has started a customer success team can attest 
you learn as you go. <laughs> and so you need, you need to be open to iterating and being able to kind of learn as you're actually interacting with the customers. And one of the things that I think is most helpful in doing that, especially if you have a smaller team kind of up front, is, you know, as a team leader, take some accounts yourself and really kind of trial and learn with them. So you're uh, in the weeds and, you know, actually getting some of that direct customer feedback as well. You're getting to test and validate some of the things that are or are not working. And then the last thing I'd say around uh, kind of that 90 days and how is just to begin measuring metrics. It's not going to be perfect. There are going to be some things that maybe in the beginning you think are really important and six months down the road, you realize those metrics aren't as critical as you thought and uh, maybe vice versa. But just starting to measure something in the beginning will give you some data to then build upon and refer back to. You know, I think there's a, a consistent theme across companies of always this either lack of data or lack of understanding what the data has. And I think by at least measuring it and starting to understand what stories the data telling, that will allow you to make better decisions moving forward. Well said, Emily. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. That's it for this week.